Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shirim and Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom and we are now beginning the second chapter of Masachet Kiddushin. As I pointed out briefly in the handout, um, the first parak of Kiddushin, while beginning with the topic of Kiddushin, went in uh, quite a range, dealt with quite a range of topics, first with the various kinyanim, and then mitzvot that are distributed among men, some women, some not to women, and then issues of Eretz Yisrael, mitzvot atliyot pirates, mitzvot sheinan atliyot pirates, chavat haguf, etc., and ending with some very meaningful agadah uh, relating to our commitment to mitzvot and to the significance of Talmud Torah. Now we get back to Kiddushin. And indeed, in many of the Shivot, when studying Masach and Kiddushin, this is where they begin the second parak. Sin is really the core parak of Kiddushin itself. Ha'ish Mekadesh Bo A man performs Kiddushin um, himself or with an agent. A woman can accept Kiddushin on her own or through an agent. Ha'ish Mekadesh Et Bitok Shehin Na'ara Bo And a man can accept Kiddushin on behalf of his daughter when she is a na'ara, meaning after she has reached maturity uh, for those next few months. Bo'uvishtucho, he can do it on his own or via a shaliach. That's the Mishnah. And we'll be dealing, dealing with the core concept introduced into this Mishnah, but we've already dealt with it quite a bit, especially in Masachet Kitin, which is the concept of shlichut. So the opening uh, piece of the Gemara just analyzes the language of the Mishnah. If he can do Kiddushin through a Shaliach, certainly he can do it on his own. Why say Bo Vishlucho? It just should say Hayish Makadish Bishlucho. Have you also mitzvah bayotem Bishlucho? It's a mitzvah better to do it on your own, and there's a general rule about mitzvot, uh, than to do it through someone else. In other words, yes, you could do Kiddushin through a Shaliach, but it's better to do it on your own. Safra He used to singe the head of the fish in preparing for Shabbos. Rava Malach Shivuta. Rava used to uh, to salt the fish. Right? Um, some people say that here, to be Makadish, a woman without seeing her, through a shaliach, is itself an isur. It's not just preferable to do it on your own. A man's not allowed to give Kiddushin to a woman until he first sees her. Because it may be when he does see her, he'll find her to be unattractive. And he'll find her unappealing. He'll violate loving your neighbor. Here he'll be married to the woman who won't, won't enjoy her. Uh, and he will come to hate her. So therefore, uh, Bo is not just the ideal. Bo is really necessary, but Bishlucho is still valid. When do we apply Rav Yosef's statement of mitzvah? That refers to the second statement. A woman can accept Kiddushin through a Shaliach. If she can accept Kiddushin through a Shaliach, certainly she can on her own. Why mention her? Better she should do it on her own. And he brings the examples of these earlier Amoraim, except in the case of Rav Yosef, who was his Talmud, Rava, uh, who used to do their own preparations for Shabbat, even though they had servants. But here, there is no Isser for her to marry somebody that she hasn't seen. A woman will generally say, better to live two people together than to be alone, even if he's not the greatest guy. She'd rather be married, even to somebody that she doesn't find so appealing, than to be alone. Right, that's the uh, that's the take on that. Now, Aish Makadish Bitok Shehina Ara. The end of the Mishnah said that a man can accept Kiddushin for his daughter when she's a Nara. 
she nara in lo. The implication is only when she's a nara, even though mita oraita, you could accept kiddushin for her from the minute she's born. So Messiah Lila Rav, this supports Rav, a man is not allowed to accept Kiddushin for his daughter when she's a Ketana, until she comes of age and says, yes, I want to marry that guy. In other words, even though Mita Arait to the Kiddushin are valid, nonetheless, it is inappropriate for him to be Mekadish's daughter to somebody who she is not herself approved of. Now, the main issue, of course, in our Mishnah is Shlichut. So, Shlichut Menalan, how do we know Shlichut works in Kiddushin? Detanya v'shilach, in the Parsha of Gittin, it says that he sends her. It doesn't say he, he, he drives her out or divorces her. It says he sends her. What's the, what, what is implied by using that odd verb? Malamech, who will say shaliach, it proves that the man can send her with a shaliach. You get by a shaliach. Vishilcha, and it says vishilcha, he will send her. With the feminine suffix at the end, it's really a mapi case, it's possessive, but malamech yosa shaliach, the, the derivation is that she can also make a shaliach to receive the get. Vishilach, vishilcha, and of course that appears again in Pasuk Gimel, when in the scenario described in the Parsha of Kiddushin in the Torah, the woman is divorced and goes and marries another man and he divorces her. So vishilcha appears twice. That proves that even a shaliach can make a shaliach. That's of course the shaliach holocha. Uh, who has the get in his hand can hand it to another shaliach. Now, Ashkechan Gerushin. This is only true about Gerushin, Megidushin, and Alan. How do we know that Shlichut will work in Kiddushin? Gerushin, and you think, well, maybe we can derive it from Gerushin. If it works in Gerushin, it should work in Kiddushin. That doesn't work, because Mala Gerushin, Shekin Yeshan Balkorcha. After all, Gerushin happened against her will. Therefore, Gerushin has less of a demand. There's no dot on her part. So, therefore, Shaliach will work also. So, Amar Krav, there we come back to our famous parallel between Kiddushin and Gittin. We used it to support the idea of Shtar Kiddushin. Now we use it to support the idea of Shlichut Bi Kiddushin, Makisha Vayelitziya. The marriage and the divorce are compared. Just like with divorce, you can make a Shaliach. Same thing with marriage. We're going to the Mishnah in Trumot, and in the context of Trumot, the Mishnah says that if you tell your agent to go take Truma for you, he has to take Truma as is your uh, as is your approach. Meaning, Truma Midoraita has no amount; one tiny seed is enough. However, Midorabanan we say about two percent. However, a generous person will give one fortieth. And a stingy person will give one sixtieth. The shaliach should go and give based on what the balabite normally does. If he doesn't know what the balabite's want is, then he should do the average, which is two percent. If he did one sixtieth or one fortieth, truma to truma, it's valid, which means shlichut works for truma. Menalan, how do we know that shlichut works for truma? All the details about. Ten more, ten less are not our issue. Our issue just is how to know Maybe you think that we inferred from Gerushin. We'll say, no, Mala Gerushin, Shkein Yeshnan Chol. Gerushin are in the mundane sphere. Maybe when it comes to things like Truma, you have to do it yourself. So, Amakra Atem Gamatem. The Torah says, Kain Tarimu Gamatem. To the Levim, you also have to separate Truma. Truma Maser. So, why does it say Atem Gamatem? You and your extension can separate Truma. Oh, so if that's the case, we now have two sources for Truma, and barking in the back of this entire sugya is the issue of Shnei Ketuvim Maim Kechad, that we've dealt with quite a bit in the last few daf. 
Nichtav Rachmana b'Truma. So why doesn't the Torah just tell me Shlichut in Truma? And I'll learn Gittin and then Kiddushin from that, because after all, if Truma, which is Kodesh, can be done with the Shaliach, Gittin, which is mundane, can certainly be done with the Shaliach. The answer is, Truma also has a side which is, if you will, more lenient, and that is that Truma can be separated without saying a word. You can look at it and think, those 2% over there are Truma, and they become Truma. Gerushin doesn't work like that because it's a human interaction. It needs to have something explicated. And therefore, since truma is very easy to do, so we understand why it can be done with a shaliach. I would not apply that to Gittin, which has a higher bar. All right, so now we understand why the Torah has to tell us in the case of Gittin, Shilcha, and the case of Truma, Gamatem, that Shlichut works, and neither one would give us the other, and I no longer have the problem of Shnei Ketuvim, so Shlichut now becomes a model for Kol Kula. But we've got a third area. This is in the ninth parak of Psachim. If you have the Chavura for the Korban Pesach, and the Korban Pesach got lost, they told one of the members of the Chavura, you go and buy one, and shecht for us. He went, in the meantime, they weren't sure he was going to do it, so they went and bought their own. And then this is a very complicated piece. If his was shechted first, he eats his Korban, they join him, and their Korban then is Road Shistaiv, etc. Right. If theirs was first, if we don't know, etc. The, the Mishnah goes into a lot of details, but the main issue is that his Shlichut is valid. Manal, and how do we know that him going on his own without them knowing it, they just appointed him, they didn't know that he successfully found one, that he goes and does the Shrita for them, that that's valid. You think maybe you could infer them from Truma and Gittin. Both Gittin and even Truma are whole relative to Kodshim. And again, we would assume that the holier something is, the less likely it's going to be to, to be accessible to various uh, mechanisms, such as Shlichut. Thinks that the bar is higher. Uh, so, Nafka, so how do we know then that Shlichut works for Kodshim? So now we learn from Rishon Korcha's drash. Rishon Korcha minanch to Choshal Kamato. How do I know the general principle that your shaliach is in your place? Shemar v'shachtu ato kol kaladat Yisrael ben Arbaim. The Torah says in introducing the Korban Pesach and Parshat Bo that all of Am Yisrael shechts it. Chikol akal kula shechtin. Does the whole tzibur come and shecht it? Well, one shechet alachan. One guy shechts each garment. You don't have all the members shechting it. So why does the Torah say they all shecht it? We can't just Choshal Kamato. That agent is like me, meaning the 20 of us who are participating in the Korban, one guy shechting, he uses all of us. So therefore, we see shlichut as a basic principle here. So now we've got three sources. We've got shilach for shilcha for gitten. We've got atangamatem for truma. And we've got v'shachatu oto kol galadat Yisrael ben Arbaim for Korban Pesach. And we've got shlichot kamoto. So now, let's put them all together. So why doesn't the Torah just tell us shlichut in Korban Pesach? We'll learn Truma and Gittin from there, because we'll say, aha, if Korban Pesach, which is so Kodesh, shlichut is valid, then certainly these other ones. The answer is, we would ask in, in reverse, of course a Korban Pesach can be done with a Shaliach, because most Kodshim are done with a Shaliach. Most actions of Kodshim are been done by somebody who's not the the original the, uh, donor, but the officiant, the Kohen. So we now see that one source would not given us, have given us the principle. 
We can't have Kodshim because they say, yeah, all Kodshim are done with Shaliyah. We can't apply it anywhere else. Truma we can't use because that. Truma is Kodesh. Gittin we wouldn't be able to use because say, it's Balkorcha. Everything has a reason we say Shlichut is more likely to work. So Chad and You can't infer them all from one. So take the but of this group of three, maybe two would have sufficed, and we could have learned the third one, which now means that the third one's pasuk is extra, and we again run into the shnei shloshak tuvim problem. So hey, Tete, which one do you want to be inferable and not explicit? So let's start the, here. Let's say the Torah wrote Gittin and Truma, and didn't write about Pesach. Tete mehanach. So my first thing would have been to say, sure, you can use a shliach for truma and git, and those are mundane, but when it comes to kodshim, you got to do it yourself. I wouldn't know it. So let's try the other way. Let's say that the Torah wrote truma and kodshim, and didn't write v'shilach v'shilcha. And learn gitten from there. So That's not true, because after all, both kodshim and truma, the uh, role of thought, unexplicated thought, is significant there. If I have a thought when shechting a korban that I'm going to eat it three days from now, it becomes a pigle. If I have a thought that that's my truma, it becomes truma. No such thing with gittin. With gittin, if it's not written or explicated, it's meaningless. Of course, the core difference is that gittin is between two people, truma and kodshim are not. Alright, so let's try this. So now let's take, take the monkey in the middle. Gittin and Kodshim, if I had, if the Torah told me that Shlichut works with Gittin and Shlichut works with Kodshim, then could I infer Truma? I certainly could, because if I said, um, short, or it's, it says if I Gittin, because after all, Gittin is Balkorcho. Uh, so then I'd say, yeah, but you have Kodshim, it's not Balkorcho when it says it. And if I say, sure, it says by Kodshim, because that's the Machshava, then I'd say, well, Gittin is not Machshava. And therefore, Truma, is uh, is pushed from the middle, from the outside, and I would know shlichut, so I really do not need all three psukim. So now I'm stuck. What do I have atem gamatem for? So the answer is hachinami. You're right. Atem gamatem lamali. What's that for? Atem gamatem is not to teach shlichut. It's there to teach something else. It teaches you that your shaliach has to be a Jew. Shlichut doesn't work with non-Jews. The question is, what do I need that for? I know that from Yochanan's ruling, which is based on reasoning. This we had in Gittin. An Eved cannot become a Shaliach to receive a Get. Why? Because he, does, he himself is not in the partial of Gittin Mikidushin. In other words, I already know just from reasoning that a person can't be a Shaliach for something that they are totally disassociated from. And so therefore, I already know that an Anju can't be a Shaliach for Truma. And the answer is, it's not so simple. From Rabbi Yochanan's case, that's talking about an Evid who's just totally divorced, sorry for the pun, from issues of Gittin V'Kiddushin. But a non-Jew, if he separates Truma, it has a deen of Truma. He's not chayiv to, but if he separates Truma, it is. Then, no, no, Ovid Kochavim HaKudish Tamu Trumatan Truma. So I would think that he could also be a shaliach for a Jew's truma. So kamash malan, therefore I need atem gamatem to say you as a Jew to send a shaliach for truma. That shaliach has to also be a ben brit. All right, so I need it. However, Rabbi Shimon Depata, Rabbi Shimon disagrees with that ruling and says that a non-Jew's 
truma is not truma, and therefore a non-Jew is totally out of the realm of truma, which means that based on Rabbi Yochanan's reasoning of why a non, a, an Eved can't be a shaliach for a get, a non-Jew already can't be a shaliach for truma without the pasuk. If you have the truma of a non-Jew and it falls into other food, then the whole thing becomes dimua. You have to, if it's one and if there's a hundred times as much hetter, you pull one out. If it's not, the whole thing becomes oser. If you eat it, you have to be chomish and it's fully truma. Rabbi Shimon Poter, Rabbi Shimon disagrees and says, no, it's not. So, atem gamatem lamali. According to him, what do you have atem gamatem? After all, according to him, a non-Jew being a shaliach is as unthinkable as an Evid being a shaliach forget. So the answer is it starts atem 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 And by the way, corner of Shimon, we're going back to where we started. Atem gamatem really is a source for shlichut. Since after all we learn atem means you have to take truma and not an aris, not a sharecropper. Atem shutfin. You cannot separate truma if you own this stuff in partnership without the consent of your partner. Atem and apotropus cannot take it on behalf of the uh, of the orphans unless without their consent. Atem or it's time to go up and take truma from somebody else's stuff without his consent. So I would think that atem, since it's excluding all of these other parties, it's also excluding a shaliach. Maybe you have to do it yourself. Kamash Malan, therefore I need the Torah to tell me that a shaliach is good for truma. Now, at this point, just to pause to clarify what's happened. The sugya originally asked, how do I know that shlichut works? It ended up providing three different sources. A textual source for Gitten, a textual source for Truma, a textual source, source for, for Korbanot, and Korban Pesach specifically, and then it mixed it up and said, I obviously one of them alone would not have given me all three, but maybe two of them would, and I ended up saying, yes, they would have. If I had Gitten and I had Kodshim, I would have figured out Truma as the man in the middle. And so they said, so what do I need the drasha for? So we had one take, according to Chachamim, that Atem Gamatem is to tell me that a non-Jew can't be your agent. According to Rabbi Shimon, that's patently obvious. What's Atem Gamatem for? He says, it's there to tell me that Shlichut works. Because I could, I would have learned the principle of Shlichut from Gitten and Kodshim, but I couldn't have known to apply it to Truma, because Truma seems to insist that you do it yourself. Therefore, extending Truma to the possibility of a Shaliach doing it, that's the Chiddush of Atem Gamatem. All right. Now remember, this entire structure all depends on several components, including Rabbi Shulman Korcha's presentation of Korban Pesach, which is that Shachatu teaches us that Shlichut works in Kodshim. Rabbi Yonatan famously uses that same posuk Shachatu for a whole different drasha, which has huge implications when it comes to carbon Pesach, and we dealt with it in Pesachim, what will he do? Now, let's see what it is first. The question is, according to him, how does he know that a shaliach is valid for a carbon Pesach? How do I know that all of Am Yisrael could be Yotze with one carbon Pesach? In other words, how do I know you don't have to eat the carbon? Because there's no way that all of Am Yisrael can eat a kazayit of one lamb each member of Kal Yisrael, the implication of this is that you don't have to eat the korban to be yotzeh. They will shecht it, as if all of Am Yisrael shechting one lamb. 
One carbon for everybody. So So how does he know that Shleach works for Kodshim? And you can't say Git and Shumo prove it to me because I'll say, yeah, they're Chol. So the answer is Mine. From that itself, the very fact that you got one person shechting it for everybody proves Shleachut works. We have to distinguish between two kinds of shlichut. There's the shlichut when the shaliach is a member of the group that needs the action done, and he's one of the members, so he's really doing it himself and carrying everybody else along with him. There's another kind of shlichut where the person doing it is outside of the picture, like a shliach forgetting, he's not the husband, or a shliach kabbalah forgetting, he's not the wife. So the, so the argument here is, if you to prove that shlichut b'kotshim works because a member of the group can shacht, that doesn't prove anything. He's a party himself. He's being Yotze himself and carrying everybody else along with him. Elamihacha. Must be from here. They should take one carbon for the household. So you see that somebody in the household is going to shacht it for everybody else. They're going to buy it for everybody else. Shlichut works. The same problem. That's also talking about doing it on behalf of all the people, and you yourself are one of those people who is benefiting from it. So the answer is, So then I don't need two psukim to teach me the same principle, that when you're a member of the group, you can act on behalf of the group. So since there's an extra pasuk there teaching us something I already know, I have to now push it to the next piece, which is what I didn't know, which is that he can even be shaliach, where he's not a member of the group. Now, wait a second. Even this I need. I needed that pasuk for the drosh of Yitzchak. Yitzchak, ish zocheh v'lo katan zocheh. Right? It says, ish salavet avot. Tells me that only an ish and not a kid, not a minor, uh, can purchase it on behalf of the group. So I need that drosh, the ish for that. Uh, I said, no, ahume ish lefiochlo nafka. That I got from a different ish. That ish lefiochlo. Alright? That only ish can do it. I need the pasuk. Ah, vichulam. Sorry, ishtafiachlo, which is shochtin a pesach halayachid, which is that you can shech the korban pesach even for one person, which is a machloket. Ishtafiachlo, as if like one person alone. That's uh, you can shech for him. The answer is, Rabbi Yonatan doesn't agree with that. Rabbi Yonatan says, Therefore, Ishlafiachlo is there to tell you, Ishlafiachlo. Therefore, Ishlafiachlo is now extra, and it's used to teach me that you can be a Shaliach even if you're not a member of the group. He asked, How do I know Shlichut? And he came from a whole different Pazuk. You take one member, one leader from each tribe, they're going to divide up the land. They're acting on behalf of everybody in their tribe. So why isn't that a good source? And forget about Gittin and Truma and Kodshim, that's a great source. Think about it. Is this even Shlichut? They're dividing up land on behalf of kids. Kids can't send a Shaliach. These guys aren't Shlichim. You know what that pasuk is there for? How do we know that I can act on behalf of somebody else without his consent if it's to his benefit? That's the pasuk. The pasuk is not teaching shlichut because this isn't shlichut. This is acting on behalf of somebody for their benefit without their consent. Is that really true? It was the division of the land, a benefit for everybody? 
There's also some bad side. Some people prefer a mountain. They prefer that to a valley. And if the if their tribe ended up in a, with a valley, because that's the nuts he took, that's what they're stuck with. So it comes back to a different statement of Rav. How do I know that if you have orphans or minors who want to divide up the father's estate? How do I know that Beitin applies and appoints an executor to demerit, to, to demerit and, to, and to merit? In other words, to hurt them and to help them. Why would you send an executor to hurt them? Meaning, to trade in such a way that it may appear to be bad, but really it's good for everybody. And so Rav ultimately used this pasuk. All these were quotes from Rav. So we started out by saying, didn't Rav say that the source of shlichut is nasiachad, nasiachad, and it's all Rav Gidl quoting Rav? We said, no, he used that pasuk, because that's not shlichut. He used that pasuk to fanav. No, but it's not a shlichut. So you know what it is? Rav Gidl quoted Rav saying he used this pasuk to teach the principle that Beitin can appoint an executor on behalf of the orphans to divide up the estate, even if it means that one guy is not going to get exactly what he wants, because because that's exactly what Kalah Yisrael did when they appointed the Nassim to divide up the land so that there was a fair division, a proper division, even though not everybody came out happy. All right, we'll pause at this point, and we're going to pick up um, more more of a discussion with the issue of Shlichut uh, in our next podcast. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.